0: Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the sports hangover with Gus Cattingill.
1: Check it out, John. Your Saints pick up the win. 30 to 9. Hear more from the locker room here this segment. Coming up, Rafael Esparza. Next segment, rest of the hour is open. Want to hear from you Pels fans and St. fans. New Orleans. Winning on the football field, losing on the hardwood last night. As they lose to the Spurs, 112-97. Brandon Ingram. Had 27 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists. Valentuna 17 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. Josh Hart, 13 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Next up for them, OKC on Wednesday. We'll hear from that locker room coming up bottom of this hour. I'm to focus on your Saints snapping that five-game losing streak and more importantly, kind of getting back into the swing of things here. Overall, head coach Sean Payton had this to say immediately after the
2: game. Just a couple things. Obviously, it was a good team win. Um, you know we did, we did we did a lot of things well situationally, and that we played really good team defense. Um, ran the ball effectively, made enough plays on offense in the kicking game. I thought we did a good job uh, protecting the field position, uh, especially earlier in the game with a little bit of that wind going uh, in the one direction. So, uh,
1: Coach Payton also mentioned specifically. that they did a lot this week to make sure that this win streak snapped.
2: He'll explain. No, it's... I say this. The hours and the grind are the same every week. They don't... Some weeks, they're longer maybe because of the, the team you're playing relative to their scheme. You know, some weeks... So we built a sleep room years ago though. And I mean like a real nice sleep room. So, you know, um, you're not having to just, you know, you're getting a decent night's rest. You know, guy lives on the North shore. You finish at two in the morning. Then, you know, you figure it's, you know, 45 minutes home, 45 minutes in the morning, it's an hour and a half. You could be sleeping if you stayed, you know, Wednesday night. So, you know, I know it's used during the week and, uh, And I I would say I don't think it changes. Yeah, you're you're working hard and on your plans, and but I don't think those hours change relative to when you're winning or losing. I think it's result oriented and it's work driven. Like, are we finished? And some weeks it it could be more complex, and really that's a third down thing. Some some weeks it could be less complex based on the blitz packages, and um, yeah, it's kind of I think how it is
1: remember on Friday we were having a little bit of fun with um, head coach Mike McC- uh, McCarthy saying he was guaranteeing the win over Washington. And I asked some Saints fans to give me some guarantees. Several people guaranteed that some kicker was going to miss a kick. I said, no, no missed kicks yesterday by the Saints. It's crazy. It's a good thing. Good thing. And uh, Sean had this to say afterwards. Yeah,
2: it was, it was important. I thought we kicked well, and there was a win. It was, it was going to be a challenging win early in the game relative to direction You're you're kind of looking at two things. The sun, if you turn around, um, is going to be directly in your eyes. That was only for about eight minutes. Um, Look, they deferred. We took the – or excuse me, we deferred. So – but I I thought the the kicking game was important. And I thought – you know, I thought we did a good job. And then uh, ESOP did a good job first time out. You know, we had a couple players playing for the first time. And that uh, was good.
1: Yeah, he stopped Winston for punt returns, fifty-four yards. Also, again, Brett's, you know, mayor doing a good job, three for three on on his uh, on his field goals, three for three on his extra points. That hasn't been a given <laughs> most of this season, so it's a good thing. It's an absolute good thing for sure. Sean Payton on Alvin Kamara again thirty-one total touches. He had twenty-seven carries, four pass receptions. You heard AK say, "Look, I'm good. I'm fine. I got no problem with it. He was just happy to help the team first, Alvin, then coach.
3: I feel good. I'm back, I'm back healthy. So, I mean, uh, I mean, I think that was the most important thing, just being able to get get healthy and, and get well, so I can help the team the best I could. So, like you said, I felt, I mean, I felt comfortable. I felt good. Um, O-line played well. I think we played well all around as a team. Um, I think it was a lot of energy out there, and we came out with the win.
1: Indeed.
2: Here's Coach on the 31 touches. Um, No, I couldn't say that. Uh, But, look, that sounds about right. Um, I think it ended up going that direction. Obviously, we had a lot of snaps then, and, um, you know, he he gave us some real good juice and energy, and and he always does, not just on the field but also on the sideline and and, – You know, we blocked them, I thought, pretty well up front. So, Coach was then asked about
1: Taysom Hill, and we played this a little bit earlier, flat out. How did his finger hold up? Uh,
4: It was okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, there was a a couple plays that I felt like it affected me, but overall I I thought that uh, we were able to manage it, manage it well.
5: Uh, were the two fumbles a case of that, or, or not necessarily?
4: Uh, no, uh, we the, the fumble the fumble late. We just didn't get a clean exchange. Um, you know, we were we were trying to set up a, a screen in the first half, and the ball ball slipped out of my hand. Um, that was one play in particular that. Um, that was a grip issue, you think with the display? Uh, yeah, I mean, the ball slid out of my hands.
1: Let's be honest. How many of you guys just started that game when he went back to pass, the ball goes out of his hands, and some of those passes were wee, and then you saw that that shot of him on the sideline with um, the shot with him on the sideline, and Sean Payton kind of talked to him. I thought he pulled them. Then you, and he came back into it was right after that, and you saw him walking. Maybe that was him asking him, hey, are you good? And if he said, yeah, and then he probably said, well, then hold on to the ball. <laughs> I don't know, but I I thought that was maybe – um, a thing, to say the least. But it held up, and you saw him making better passes. I don't know if he got more comfortable on in it. Sean, on how he thought Taysom's finger
2: held up, all except for two plays. I mean, I don't know what happened on that snap late in the game, and he recovered. And then the the screenplay, um, I, I I I think so. I thought he threw it pretty well, and secured the ball i mean there's always a little bit of an adventure with him that we you know we we'll keep working on but i think he just lost the grip on that screen and, and it just came out the back of his hands that, and that very well may have been finger driven and or it might have been just you know it's dry up here in the winter and he needs some lotion
1: the other thing that coach touched on something that was, i don't know if that what was um could it be uncomfortable or freaky since you're so used to saying he had no hat. He had no hat, no visor. Fletcher Mackle touched on it yesterday in his sports cast. It's a thing. No hats. No visor. Sean and why you had no hat, no visor. We're not used to seeing that. It made us uncomfortable, Sean.
2: Oh, uh, I don't know. I didn't like the one that was in my locker. I thought it was too cold for the visor and I'm a little superstitious, so I just I went with the no hat look. I don't know. I probably not. I don't know. The sidelines got mixed up or a little bit for me because when you play the Giants, you're on the other sideline. So coming out pregame, you know, you begin walking over to your bench area, and about 20 strides in, I still hadn't recognized anyone. And then I saw Robert uh, Soleil, and I realized. So I guess the Jets are on one side and the Giants are on the other. But it was kind of sunny. thought we had good weather considering we're playing here in the middle of December. You know, sometimes when you look at the schedule, it could be a lot colder. It's a good day. Some, some wind and um, overall good.
4: You rotated hat and visor this year, though. Yeah, it's
2: been back and forth. Um, you cut your hair real short like this. You just either one. It's <laughs> where
1: we are, man. It's all about the coach's headgear. <laughs> Do you like Sean in a hat or a visor more? By the way, Fletcher posted a picture of when he last could remember coach not wearing a hat or a visor. It was the dome coming game. And looking at that photo when it was behind him on the big screen, my goodness. I mean Sean looks well, well, I mean he's you know, a long time ago. Two thousand six to two thousand twenty one. Um but yeah, he looks so young. So anyway, that that's obviously an important thing that we needed to touch on. <laughs> Actually this is more important. What does this win mean moving forward
2: from coaches mouth? What, what I told them, you know, it's, it's a funny league. Um, just it keeps giving you a chance and you just keep focusing. You know, I know it sounds cliche with the one week at a time, but you really just turn your focus to the next game and, and uh, it's a bunch of teams that are clumped together and, and are fighting to, to make the postseason. And our, our focus will be really on ourselves improving and, and getting healthier and, and getting ready for what's going to be a, you know, a real good Tampa Bay team that we play uh, Sunday night.
1: Indeed, uh look, you happy about it, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, last week's guest on Wednesday, Ralph Marlborough, said it's either gonna be a I can't believe you lost to the Jets despair type of day on Monday, or we're still alive, baby, in the playoff hunt. Um going into tonight's Monday night football game, Rams at the Cardinals, by the way, Arizona two and a half point favorite, cards, ten and two in first place. Packers, ten and three in second. Bucks in third, 10 and three. Dallas, nine and four. Those are your four division leaders. The Rams are eight and four in the fifth spot. 49ers getting that win at Cincinnati. Two muff punts, a taunting penalty that have provided points at the end of the first half. That's a very controversial way or game yesterday in Cincinnati. Washington is the seventh seed currently six and seven, but the Saints beat them. I hear you. Also at six and seven, though, are the Vikings, Eagles who beat the Saints, Falcons who beat the Saints. The Panthers lost to Atlanta yesterday, five and eight. Seattle five and eight, Giants four and nine, Bears four and nine, Detroit one and eleven. That's the rest of year. NFC standings as you look at it. Saints still have the Falcons that lost to the Eagles, really stinks. Vikings in the mix there at six and seven. Again, you have eventually, I guess, that tiebreaker. The problem is it's conference record. So the Saints are four and five in the conference, the NFC. Why is Washington above them? They're five and three. Saints four and five, they're five and three. Again, when you're just looking at tiebreakers and why Washington's in and not the Saints, it's what Sean says that you just got to play by the week. And it's why we said last week, I thought three of five were winnable. You saw yesterday, that was a very winnable game. You had more talent. You're starting to get some players back. It's going to help. You don't have Deontay Harris. Sunday Sunday is going to be a difficult game. Okay, I'm not about that you can't win on any, any given Sunday. I, I'm just telling you, there's a reason Vegas has it as an 11-point game right now. They have more offensive weapons than you do. I watched that game. Yes, Taysom Hill's touchdown there at the end made it look a little bit better at 30-9. to That was a game that if you walked away, you can't possibly, I guess, walk away thinking, this is a team that can throw the football all over the field. The Saints are going to be running. People know that. Teams with better personnel are going to be able to stop that. It's going to be a struggle for the Saints from here on out to score. It just is. I do think when Ryan Ramchick comes back, that might help. But I guess Ingram... That might help. But in the passing game it, it's it's a struggle. It just is. Of Taysom Hill's fifteen completed passes, how many were less I mean it was very breeze like, right? I guess you look at the wind or whatever I'm just telling you, man, it's 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 rough. I mean, the leading receiver was Traquan Smith in terms of Receptions by a receiver. Nick Vanette, tight end had three receptions. Callaway two. Traquan three. Camara four. It's it's just it's it's Tampa can score. The Saints.
0: Eh,
1: it's a struggle. Okay, it's a struggle. They should have gotten a lot more touchdowns. Settled for a lot of field goals yesterday. Early on. I was starting to get nervous. I'm like, should have been seven, you settled and got three at least which isn't guaranteed and given. But Saints had plenty of opportunities to get in pay dirt, and they didn't. They can't. It's it's, it's a struggle for them. So that's why Vegas has them as an 11-point underdog going into Tampa on in Sunday night football. We will talk to Rafael Esparza next, Mr. Vegas, his thoughts. When we come back, it's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
0: It's the big finish sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
6: Sunrise in the blue skies. Birds flying through paradise. A little bit longer, another day stronger. Somebody smiling down on me with those warm days and cooler nights.
1: Friends and family and candlelight Feels like I've been running But
0: something better's coming Don't wanna have to wait and see This feels like home
2: It's where I wanna be And all the troubles that come and go Can never take
1: you away This feels like life
3: Like it's meant to be Cause when I see you smiling, you know I can't deny it Feels like coming home to me, this feels like
6: home Rouse's Markets knows there's no place like home for the
0: holidays Rouse's Markets Feels like home. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7, 985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Foucha, Aviville, and Reserve, or visit their website at at joesepticatviscom.net net he's back he's like the thing that when not shut up he's got his own catchphrase he's the best invention since they started frosting
5: pop-tarts now back to the sports hangover with gus
1: cattengau there he is rafael esparza mr Vegas. and vsi doc sports is the way to follow over on twitter over on other social media platforms a tv show on youtube instagram a free daily video what's up man how are you
5: not mine. I was just still waiting to see what time the party was yesterday. Never got a call or oh, time. See, I wanted to jump that's... around a bouncy house, but nothing.
1: I told you, you were welcome. I invited you. You said I... Sunday. You said Sunday. Yeah. Sunday's
5: 24 hours. I don't know the
1: time. Man, it's all day. I am so sore right now, by the way. I did not realize bouncing on a bouncy house that has like, you know, an obstacle course in the slide. I I shouldn't be sore,
5: right? I mean, does that
1: mean I'm old?
5: <laughs> yes. That is, you're old. Okay. Welcome to uh, welcome to uh, age.
1: Yes, it was uh, <clears throat> it was eye opening this morning. I got up, <laughs> the hand went straight to the small of my back, <laughs> and I'm like, that's not good. Anyway, I had sushi on Friday, so it was a good weekend. Um, Raphael, was it a good weekend for the New Orleans Saints? It's a win, thirty to nine. They get the win. When I'm looking at the playoff standings, man, is there two tiers? I feel like there's two tiers. Like I watched. Aaron Rodgers play, and I watch the Bucks and Bills play. Like, I think there's two tiers. I'm going to watch the Cardinals tonight. I I think there's three really good teams. I don't know how to feel about Dallas. And then I think there's everyone else.
5: Uh, and if you can look in the NFC picture, I mean, you, you said the Bucs, Green Bay. You have to throw in Arizona, who played tonight. If they win at home, I mean, that would be another dominant performance. Uh, I would even throw in the 49ers, and your, your team, you always – Say You're always afraid to play every playoffs. since the uh, Minnesota Vikings have looked actually not that bad the last two games. But I agree with you. I think there's three tiers. I think there's a first tier that I'll put in three teams that that, that I think that can represent the NFC. Uh, a couple of teams in the second tier that I think if they have a nice run, get healthy, and, and have the ball bounce their way, they can sure. push up there. And then a the third tier is, hey, thanks for showing to the playoffs. There's the door when the game's over.
1: I legitimately think this is a um... – not an easy discussion. Um, and you heard it again this morning and, and last night. They were kind of touching on it. Dan Orlovsky's and all what, you know, Rogers, some of the throws that he made against the Bears Sunday night. And, and what Brady's doing with the Bucks. I think it's hard to look at it. I, I think if Kyler Murray's not injured and misses some games, maybe it's a three-horse race. But who's the MVP right now? I, I honestly, I look at Tampa. I think they got a better defense. Uh, I just look at Green Bay, and I don't know how you don't give it to Aaron Rodgers.
5: I agree. Uh, I mean, he's my if I had a if I had a pick, he, he's what I would give it to, and I would say Tampa Tom second, uh, and, and then Murray. I would say even even third, but don't get about the running back that Indianapolis has. He can be up there as, as a third spot as, as well. But it has to be those two quarterbacks uh, Murray, you, you mentioned he's missed some games I think that's why yeah. he's going to be edged out but how do you not look at Aaron Rodgers some of those mm. passes he threw last night were yeah. I, don't, I know it was against the Bears uh, defense and their secondary is not the best but I'm sorry some of those passes were just unbelievable and then what Tom keeps on doing in Tampa the guy's like almost 60 and yeah. it's just unbelievable to see him throw those passes and he could still have a gun on his arm, that one touchdown pass he threw uh, I think his first touchdown pass was only the right where he was able to grab that
1: one. Yeah, and that, that's what I was going to bring up to the point. A lot of his TDs, you know, nice crossing right underneath, as you saw in overtime for the game winner, throws it right where it needs to be, just moves in the pocket just enough. He reminds me of Drew in his latter years where, you know, he just – it, it is something I think is overlooked a lot of times. People will talk about the arm or deep throws or arm strength. But as we've seen here firsthand this year with the Saints – Finding a quarterback that can get you into the right play, make the right decision, and deliver the football accurately and on time so they can make plays is probably just as important, if not even more. And I think that's when I when I watch Tampa, that's what you see with Brady. When you watch Rodgers, it's like watching a Madden game. I mean, the guy is just uber talented, man. He really legitimately is. Let's look at some of the scores also from the games last night that kind of stood out. Browns 24-22, it was 24 nothing at one point. That was in the first half. Cleveland didn't score in the second half, managed to win. How big a concern there was it with Lamar Jackson? How long is he going to be out, you think?
5: Uh, it's a big concern if you're the Ravens, but like I told you, I thought the Browns would win that game, and I thought Baltimore would be on my couch watching a uh, playoff football. That was a bad loss uh for the Ravens. Uh And I would say even a bad display of the second half for Cleveland who scored goose eggs and I just think they 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 forgot how to play football in a the second half. they didn't really run the ball that much in the second half clock management was horrible in the second half but that's a that's still a big W for Cleveland Just a horrible loss and all assets for Baltimore Ravens
1: I don't know how to feel about this because it is interesting so the Jags lose 20 to nothing to the Titans urban Myers press conference at the end I the body language, the way the guy speaks, he seems so disinterested. It's so bad. Yet, I'm reading reports this morning that Tony Khan, the owner, is doubling down. Urban Meyer reportedly called his assistant coaches losers. What is this man doing? I, I'm, I just don't understand what
5: the owner is saying right now. He's just saying nothing. Because I, I I just I'll be totally blown away if he's the head coach of Jacksonville next year. I, I, I would be shocked. Give me Dabo in Clemson. He's losing bodies left and right. Maybe he can coach the Jags.
1: I'm legitimately trying to think the last time I've heard of an NFL coach reportedly calling his assistants losers publicly. <laughs> I, mean, it's
5: I think losers. the players are calling Matt Nagy a loser. Well, Chicago right. Yeah,
1: right. But I'm just anyway, uh, Raiders and Chiefs. This is a perfect example, Raphael, of what not to do if you can't back it up. Raiders open up the game before kickoff dancing on the Chiefs logo, do their pregame speech on their first play of the game is a rip, you know, plastered strip six, and they never looked back, KC, 48-9. to nine. How bad does that look with the Raiders doing that before the game?
5: Yeah, that was just a uh, total disrespect. But you know what, that, that's just a Raiders season this year. But if you're the KC, you need to win because you have a really, really tough schedule at, uh, at the Chargers. Uh, I know you play Pittsburgh, uh, mm-hmm. that could also be a tough game, but you add Cincy, add Denver, who are playing, uh, much, uh, much better off. Three of the next four games on a row, so that was a big game for Kansas City. How
1: big, how big is this though? The last three games, nine points. That's the most points the Chiefs have given. I mean, that was the issue, right? The beginning of the season, it's always been their issue, their defense, but in the last three games, they've given up just nine points. Uh,
5: it's, it's nice, but I'm not, doing backflips because, I mean, they played okay. the Raiders offense, the Broncos offense. I'll give them the Cowboys. I'll give them holding the Cowboys tonight. But Denver and the Raiders, uh, single digits, uh, no, I'm not giving them anything.
1: Okay. Uh, Cowboys in Washington, Mike MacArthur was right, 27-20. to 20. Why is Ryan Clark, though, this morning on ESPN saying that the way Dak Prescott is playing right now, they cannot win the Super Bowl. He's not buying Dak Prescott.
5: I think he's just pressing. Uh, I think he's trying to show the world that he's a hundred percent, but I think he's just pressing. Uh, but I agree. If he, if, if that Prescott continues to play like he is, there's no way they win the Super Bowl. I, I would have to agree with that.
1: Okay. Um, the other game that I want to kind of get your thoughts here as well. Falcons and Panthers, Atlanta 29-21, the win in Carolina for the second time. This year, Cam Newton has been benched by Carolina. Wait, what? What's going on? That guy is done, right, Matt Rule? I mean, he's got to be done.
5: Yeah, I, I would think he'd be done as well. Uh, but I've seen some stranger things happen. But I think he's done. But well, you, who would have told me that the Atlanta Falcons and the Saints would have the same record right now? That's I think that's let's, the
1: biggest. Let's, let, let, let's move on. Uh, Seattle, thirty-three yeah. to thirteen. I, I don't. What do you make from Houston? I mean, look, David Mills. I mean, should the Saints try to trade for him? Three hundred thirty-one yards of TD, thirty-three of forty-nine.
5: Yeah, they have a better shot of getting Mills than the other guy in Seattle.
1: Stop it, uh, Russell Wilson. Per our mayor, has a very good chance of being our quarterback. Per the mayor, Broncos thirty-eight to ten over the Lions. What do I make out of Denver, man? It kind of seems like every week it's either going to be a good game or a bad game for them, huh?
5: I think you just always have to know that their their defense is going to be uh, almost uh, their best asset on the field, both sides of the right. ball. Uh, you know, let say it was hard. I mean, they were playing the Lions, devastating with the depth uh, and their family. So, yesterday's these games are hard to look at because you could tell the Denver had heavy, heavy, heavy hearts uh, playing that game. So And, yeah. and again, you had to throw when they were playing against the Lions.
1: That was cool. They opened up the game, their first offensive possession, and lined up with just ten players. Took the delay of game penalty. Lions did not accept it. I mean, could you imagine if they would have accepted that penalty? Oh, I know. That'd be fantastic. That'd be the Lions right there. We'll accept it. Yeah, we'll accept the five yards. No. Um uh, a, a terrible tragedy uh of him passing away in the shower. It looks like by a seizure. Uh Demaris Thomas. Giants and Chargers. The Chargers win thirty seven twenty one. I don't even know what to make of this. I mean, New York's just bad, huh?
5: Yeah, and the Chargers are probably the most confusing team in the NFL right now. When you ride them, they they lose by double digits. When you don't, they yeah. they uh beat they win by double digits. They're just a very very confusing team. Herbert uh, looked good yesterday, throwing three TDs and no picks. That's I think that's probably the biggest thing.
1: There's two losses right now. That re- I, you know what? I guess the Falcons turning it around a bit. Like, that Giants game, man, really. That's a bad loss by the Saints. That's just a bad loss. 49ers and Bengals. A little controversy in this one, man. The taunting rule after an incomplete pass. It wasn't even like a a play. Garoppolo throws it on the ground. A Bengal grabs it. And as he's running down the field again, it's an incomplete pass. He points or something at a Niner. They call a taunting penalty on him. It would have been a punt instead of the first down. And then the Niners score to end the first half, and it's a difference in this game. I, I, that's just that's criminal to me. I mean, the play is dead. How can it be called for taunting? Like it's there's no play going on.
5: Yeah, well, when you're talking about taunting penalties on Monday, then you then you know how bad the NFL. Can but it be affected the time.
1: game, right, Rafael? Oh, I, I
5: agree. I, I agree. But we shouldn't be talking about a, right? a taunting penalty, especially in week fourteen or fifteen. You would think players know by now, but. Uh, Jimmy G, and, uh, what, 10 sacks at the whole game yesterday. Every time I turned around, uh, one of the quarterbacks was laying on their back. Uh, Jimmy G would look good in, and, and uh, in the Saints uniform next year as well.
1: Bills and Buccaneers, we kind of touched on a little bit with, uh, Tampa Tom, 33-27 over the Bills. Again, that was a game in overtime. Buffalo maybe had a chance and they, they couldn't get the touchdown late in that game and settle for the field goal to go to OT and then, you know, Brady connects there with Perriman for 58 yards for the O-Time. Overtime game winner in the Packers, 45-30. to 30, was the final? Anything happened in fisticuffs that we should know about?
5: Great UFC 269. One of the biggest upsets is uh, the Venezuelan Vixen upsets uh, Lunez. Nunes uh, 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 is the champion. It was a great, almost a 7-1 to a dog to win that one, and we had a great championship. The UFC 269 card was really good, and then the Lomachenko fight the other night was also really good. Uh, He taunted Comey's uh, corner to say, stop the fight, stop the fight, when he was whooping him in the, uh, I think it was the seventh round, and the corner did not stop the fight. And then the guy goes out and uh, goes the distance. So it was uh, a very interesting boxing fight uh, between Lomachenko and Comey.
1: Any pay-per-view wrestling coming up?
5: No, I mean it's the end of the year, so most I think the next pay per view WWE is so I think uh, it's on New Year's Day. I think in in Atlanta, Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, this should be a nice couple of uh, quiet weekends for me. But we got Jake Paul and Tyrone Woodley too on Saturday uh, boxing. <laughs> I do. That fight you this. will have that fight will have more action on it than a whole UFC 269 card. Okay,
1: I need just 15 seconds on this. There are reports that uh, the Lakers and Knicks are uh, among the teams, Trailblazers, as well interested in Ben Simmons. Of course, the the Lakers are interested. Where do you think Ben Simmons goes before the trade deadline? Pelicans, trade Zion for Ben Simmons. At least you'll get someone to play. How about
5: that? Yeah, well, uh, I'd rather have
1: Ben Simmons. It's all up. the time we have for Rafael Esparza. VSI Doc Sports, is doing a follow on Twitter. <laughs> Top of the hour. He's got a YouTube show where I'm sure he will talk 29 of his 30 minutes on Zion Williamson playing, right? Is that what you're doing?
5: <laughs> yes, that's all I'm doing is
1: Zion 29 minutes. 29 minutes of Zion, one minute on the rest of the world in gambling. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> take it easy. Yep, for sure. By the way, the Patriots, Eagles, Dolphins, and Colts had buys this week. um Tonight, Monday Night Football: Rams and Cardinals. Arizona, two and a half point favorite. We will take a quick break. When we come back, we'll take your phone calls. Question of the day: Real simple. What you got? Who gets a game ball? Who gets a pat on the back? And is there a member of your New Orleans Saints? That needs to have a seat next to coach. And something that was on Twitter yesterday that is having people cringe. At least for me. Yeah. I'm just asking. I, I need to know. Have you seen the Walker Howard Brian Kelly video? Sports Hangover continues next on ESPN New Orleans.
5: El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse, Highway 1 and Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials, Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland.
0: Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride Checking Account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun banking. Served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. I was surprised.
4: I was definitely surprised.
1: Yep, we had no idea. Totally
6: surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates?
0: The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal,
2: call State Farm agent Ashley Barriott and cut off today. 985 632 at Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grade's 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. Once more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things, our commitment to quality and your satisfaction, both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by Healthgrades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com.
0: That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on.
5: Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau.
1: I honestly don't know what to make of this. Did you see it? Walker Howard, prized quarterback recruit, the LSU fighting tigers. Brian Kelly. <laughs> New head football coach. Your LSU fighting tigers. Social media is a big thing. You got to put videos out there, photos of coaches with recruits. And somebody on campus at LSU thought this was a good idea. <laughs> There's Walker Howard. Looks like the locker room, some, some room somewhere. And it's a rotating podium or something, some circular thing. It almost looks like a knob that you put on the back of your phone, but in a much larger scale. Mike the Tiger, classic logo. And standing back to back is Walker Howard and Brian Kelly. Walker Howard has a football. Brian Kelly. is trying to, I guess, Dance. They're both doing the the L with the forefinger and index finger and thumb for LSU. And there it is, Garth Brooks calling Baton Rouge. <laughs> First off, the music doesn't go with the video. And then there's a, right here at the 10 second mark, it goes into slow-mo that <laughs> shows Brian Kelly What I can only describe as my dad trying to do some dance moves in the hip-hop version, which just wouldn't work. I don't even know how to describe this. It's uh, a little odd. I, I don't know. I'd love to get your opinion on this, LSU fans. And I'm only saying this, I'm not making fun of the kid at all. Kids, somebody came up with this idea. It's just, it, maybe it's just me, but I don't think it is because I brought this up to several other LSU fans and stuff. And just, just seems really forced right now. Done it. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just because I, I wanted someone else to be the hire. I, which wouldn't affect how I feel. about. Just, it just seems that since the announcement, Everything just seems forced or I don't want to use the word disingenuous or fake or phony because I, that that gives the insinuation that, you know, Brian Kelly isn't a nice guy or a happy guy or a trustworthy. I don't know him. So I don't want to say that, but it just, it just seems like there's a concerted effort to. Make it feel bubblier than it is. I Again, maybe I'm wrong. I'd love to hear it from you, LSD fans. If I, like, you're feeling on it. it, I just get my sense and feel. And again, and we talked to a number of Tigers, former Tigers on our show during the week, right? I, I just feel like it's when, when you speak of him or the higher, it's, well, the track record, you know, he's won. You, you get what I'm getting at? It's always, the first, second, third, fourth thing that's mentioned about him is well, the the he won at Notre Dame. He he won that's It's not him. Does that make sense? You see what I'm getting at? Where I just feel like again with the other hires in the last several weeks, it's been more about them personally and what are they like and just more. I don't know. It just it just seems very forced. And, and look, it started the day. It was, and now I just, I just, it was weird. Again, I, one of my good friends is part of the sports information department for Notre Dame. Like they, he knows Brian, like works with them. You know, I, I go back and forth about Ian Book and Tony Jones Jr. Like, I mean, he was a stout. He's like, Tony wasn't even like the best running back on the team and all that. But I mean, just when we go back, I mean, again, he, he's part of the sports information department, the media relations department for Notre Dame. And he called me yesterday. He's like, tell me you've seen this. He's like, I've watched it 39 times. I can't stop laughing. Like, it, it's just, that's not Brian Kelly. Does that make sense? And, and and it's just, I don't know who's trying to make it seem like they're cooler or hipper or, I don't know. It's just, it just comes across like not natural. Maybe it's just me. But even, again, the day it the announcement happening, was on LSU's campus and had the presser, of him walking on the Tiger Stadium and he's looking around. And, and Josh texts me, he's like, this is unbelievable. He was just there yes. And I get it. I, again, I. it just seems different, right? Like Marcus Freeman comes across as a lovable guy you want to play for. The passion, the guy's crying at the podium, how much it meant to him, given the opportunity, the players are, you know, jumping all around. And like, you. it just, it, feels different. Marcus Freeman's never called the play in his life as a head coach. But it's talked about, it's billed as one of the greatest hires in Notre Dame history. Do you see what I'm getting at, though? He's never made a head coaching decision. Never. Brian Kelly ha- is the winningest head coach at Notre Dame. But it comes across too completely. Seriously, again, I... We had Chip Patterson on last week from CBSports.com. Notre Dame's now a, a destination for recruits to, to really want to play with a guy. Like, he's never made a head coaching decision. But it's, it, it just feels different, doesn't it? At least it's portrayed that way. It's spoken about nationally that way. It just feels weird. I don't know how else to put it. It's almost like just like, 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 I'm being honest. Maybe I don't follow those people, but have you seen anything about Lincoln Riley? I'm just being honest. Like, I haven't seen a single thing viral of Lincoln Riley like, I don't know, wearing a Trojan uniform or practicing a sword play. I don't know. I, just, I, don't, I haven't seen anything on Lincoln Riley. And the guy literally did the same thing Brian Kelly did. He kept and left and, like, surprised everybody in Oklahoma. But it just feels weird, right? Napier, felt family, the way they're putting their videos out. Gators, wishing the Cajuns well. One family, good luck. Things of that nature, you know, it's like you look at Notre Dame and I'm telling you, me Marcus Freeman looks like a guy I want to go work for. It just feels natural. And then I see this and I'm like, what, what is going on? <laughs> I don't know. Randy, can you help me here from the West Bank? What you got?
3: Hey, what's up, Gus? Hey, I don't know if I can help you, bud, but this is how I look at it, man. Mm -hmm. So just just give me a minute here, okay? Sure. So when Lincoln—so first let me ask you, you said Brian Kelly wasn't your first choice. He wasn't mine either. So let me ask you, who was your first choice? Was it Lincoln
1: Riley? Billy Napier.
3: Okay, Billy Napier. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I can't name a more boring, bland human (laughs) on the face of this planet than Billy Napier. You think and so? I think that's what... You think so?
1: Have you seen some of those videos oh. of how he is in the locker room though with those guys? Again, very Okay, well, I'll ask you this. Sean Payton is would you say Sean Payton is somebody that gives you a lot?
3: If he's in a good mood, yeah, right. like yesterday he won, so you know he talked right. for about five minutes. Right. He jokes, right. he brings up the old times, right. you know, blah blah blah. Right. But when but when he loses, it's any questions, next next next. <laughs> all right, guys, I'm out. Right. So the Brian Kelly thing to me. Mm-hmm. So when Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma and he went to USC, all I heard was this is such a big, great move for college football and Los Angeles and TV network. Did you hear anything about the kids that he left behind at Oklahoma like they bashed Brian Kelly for? Mm
1: -hmm. Like I said, you heard me say it. I mentioned it. I'm like, it's nuts to me. Same thing, and it's, I mean, talked about completely different. You're absolutely right. right. You're absolutely right. Lincoln Riley... Did the same thing, but, you know, again, I I don't know if they they haven't really hit on it on the social media aspect. Maybe I don't follow the people that are putting that up. I I don't know, but it's sure you're absolutely right. I mean, from the national radio shows like Howard or whatever, it's a great day for Los Angeles. I mean, it's a great day. Meanwhile, Brian Kelly is the worst human being to ever walk the face of the planet. Like, that's how it was portrayed.
3: Right, like everybody else out there, even including you and me, Gus. Um, everybody else wants a better job and a promotion and more money in life. So you're going to get mad at the man because college football set up the rules with the with the signing day is early now to where you have to make these decisions during the season at the end of the season. The college football season, uh, the, the NCAA is the one that made it this way because of the early signing day. That's why Brian Kelly had to leave early when he did and then second of all, to all the people out there saying, oh, well, Lincoln Riley's a better coach and Brian Kelly can't win the big game and when he gets in the playoff. Okay, Gus, answer me this. What has Lincoln Riley done in big games and in playoff games that Brian no. Kelly has?
1: Yeah, Same thing.
3: Come up short. Not only come up short, LSU put up 100 in the first half on Lincoln Riley, But nobody brings that up because that's the greatest football team ever, right? Yeah. It's because it's the the SEC, and I know you work for ESPN, but look, they have a bias. They hate the Southeastern Conference, and as soon as Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame, it's we got to change the system, and it's Mm -hmm. all about money, and it's the end. You know, well, look, the SEC is the best conference by far, and – you know, if you don't like that, then build your then build your 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 conferences to compete. Cincinnati's got a chance. Cincinnati's got a chance to beat Alabama, and and to shut everybody up. But now let's see if they do it. But man, I, 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 Brian Kelly wasn't my first pick, sure. but God damn, he ain't a bad pick, Gus.
1: Yeah, I hear you, man. Thank you for the phone call, Randy. Got to hit the break, man. Like I said, it's just I, it, 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 and I'm referencing more of the representation or presentation via social media in effects of different of that nature. Again, maybe I'm looking at it too much the way he's dancing, or the way it is. I don't know. It's just, it's just very strange. It just seems like it's out of, uh, out of character. And again, look at the end of the day, none of this is going to matter. W's and L's. That's what you're gonna be held to, right? As far as the staff changes, I understand it. You wanna work with people that you work with and that you're comfortable with. And quite honestly, keeping everybody that has been is that really the the best thing to do? Have you seen what's happened? Right? Continue on the sports hangover, 800-998-1003. Question of the day simple. Pattern of back. Who you got? Ball game. Sporting or an ESPN being
0: It's
6: Ramses is known for three things one engagement rings two diamonds three fashion and less a fashion city diamond hoop earrings with diamonds on the outside and on the inside of the hoop one carat total weight twenty one hundred ninety nine dollars with earth diamonds one thousand and ninety nine dollars with created diamonds and we've got diamond hoops up to 4 carats. A 3 carat diamond tennis bracelet. Just 2199 with created diamonds. $2,999 with earthmine diamonds. And we've got tennis bracelets up to 17 carats. Diamond Riviera necklaces are like a string of pearls. But instead of pearls, it's diamonds all the way around. You'll find 8 carat, 10 carat, and 15 carat Riviera necklaces at Ramsey's. And as always, fantastic financing is available with approved credit. A diamond Christmas is a good Christmas. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers, the largest diamond store in Louisiana, on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie.
2: Hey, hey, my friends. It's Dana DeFran Fran Freelu here. Just wanted to reach out to you that I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one last worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is
6: priority.
4: On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same.
2: At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery.
4: If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori, And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage.
6: 106 miles to Chicago, got a
1: full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it.
5: Now back to the Sports Hangover with
1: Gus Kattengau. Question of the day, game balls. Pats on the back. Who needs to, if anybody, have a seat next to coach? Uh, Metallicid. Kamara gets the game ball. Callaway, pat on the back. Traquan, sit next to coach. One receiver, pattern of back. The other, right over here, and I have a seat. Uh, Traquan three receptions, thirty-three yards, targeted three times. Callaway two receptions, thirty-four times or thirty-four yards, targeted four times. After the game, Taysom Hill had this to say about not only having alvin kamara back but really the impact that alvin kamara had
4: i mean i I think statistically obviously the the numbers speak for themselves but man just having his presence on the field and having the ability to hand him the ball and all that stuff like man he he just does so much for this team um just being there he's a great leader he's you know an emotional guy plays with a lot of emotion. so there's so many things intangibly that that he brings as well that the stats don't uh don't quantify, but you know statistically, they, they obviously speak for themselves as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, just the eyeball test, huh? Like, how bad do you need a player of that kind of caliber on this offense? The Saints had a handful of good players like that, too. Which is one of the reasons they've won a lot of games. But, I mean, you can see it again. I'm not ripping all the other backs and all that. But, I mean, that guy's an MVP candidate. You, you can argue with me all you want that it's just quarterbacks. But that guy literally... Helps the Saints win by being on the field, period. Just by being on the field. One of the other things, too, when you look at this game is the fact that, yeah, there was 15 receptions, 21 attempts. Sean Payton called 44 runs. I don't know if you're going to see much different moving forward. Especially with Deontay Harris out. Now I know Aesop Winston was up. He was your kick returner. Aesop Winston was targeted one time. One catch. Five yards. So the Saints essentially are playing with two receivers right now. Mark Quest, Callaway, Traquan Smith. Remember a little Jordan Humphrey hammy injury. That's where you are. I mean that's Where you are at the receiving position with the Saints. That's why they're opening up as an 11-point underdog going into the game Sunday against Tampa Bay. It's just going to be hard. Not saying that you can't win. Not saying that the Saints defense can't stop the Bucs. They can. Can they do it for four quarters if the Saints offense can't be effective? If I had to say yesterday... One thing that really, I guess, was a downer or a disappointment was the lack of touchdowns the Saints had in opportunities to perhaps score. 14 plays, 65 yards, great drive in the first quarter, come away with three, a 23-yard field goal. That's within range. They did get the touchdown. 16-yard run from Kamara in the second. In the third, a 31-yard field goal. Essentially an extra point. 10 plays, 47 yards. In the fourth quarter, a 37-yard field. Again, it's, it's a, it's a catcher, a short run away. Seven plays, 31 yards. Now, you did get touchdowns, the other drives. I just, against Tampa, you're going to have to score some TDs. I guess one of the good things about it is, if, at least if it's a 14-play drive and you come away with points, you're eating clock. I mean, it took seven minutes out of the first quarter, out of 15. You might be able to beat Tampa like that, but you're going to have to convert first downs. You did have, a, I thought, a lot more short yardage third downs than they had in the past. And again, the defense did its job. That The Jets are a struggling football team. But they have played Tampa well. They really have. So I guess that's my one thing that I would take away that isn't on the positive aspect of things. The other is, I, I, I don't know how you can leave that game again. You can say that's the game plan. That's why I gave the statistics showing the disparity in runs and passes 44 carries, 21 passes. But I do think that if you're the Saints, that's how you're going to have to try to win games. I just, I, I don't know if you can look at that game and come away feeling better or more comfortable about the Saints passing game. It just, I to use their phrase, it just is what it is right now. They're going to be short passes. They're going to be short reads. It's literally ball in and out of the hands, rolling of the pocket, doing things like that. Occasionally, maybe you go ahead and take a shot. But I don't think moving forward, it's going to be the, you know, clap the hand, snap the ball, I'm just flinging it everywhere. I just, I don't see that with this offense. And quite honestly, it probably shouldn't. Your best player is the running back. Period. Period. I don't know if you can count on Traquan and Marquez getting five receptions or more apiece. You'd like to. The problem is, again, that's that's the problem going up this week against your opponent. Is that that is a team that... Has more weapons. Has more options. I mean, Buffalo, in the game against Buffalo yesterday, Tom Brady threw the ball 46 times. 31 completions, 363. Two touchdowns, no picks. Chris Godwin had 10 receptions alone. He was targeted 15 times. Evans had six. Gronk had five. Evans, six for 91 in a TD. Gronk, five for 62. Bashad Perriman, who had the game winner, was only targeted twice, but he had the game winner. One reception, 58 yards. Took it to the house and no team. Ball game. Leonard Fournette had four catches for 19 yards. Tyler Johnson, three for 17. Cameron Brait, two for 11. 31 receptions. On top of the fact they got 113 from Fournette on the ground for 19 carries. 29 rushes, 31 receptions. It's you're going to have to, to me, and again we'll talk tomorrow as we turn the page and your top storylines on Tuesdays as we like to do. I think you have to bleed the clock right now. Currently, I'm not. I'm not looking at the first Bucks game back on October 31st. Saints were healthier, had more players. I mean, Winston started that game. I just think going into this version, you gotta somehow keep the ball out of their hands. I know the Saints' defense can play, and Cam Jordan should be back, and you know you've shown that. What is it? Every time the Saints have played the Bucks, I think Brady has at least a pick. So yeah, you've shown the ability to to defend him, but you, those legs are gonna be tired if the Saints' offense doesn't score. So. Look, you got the win. It was nice to see Taysom Hill get in the end zone. It was nice to see Alvin Kamara back. Some nice blocking by Teron Armstead, the free up that Taysom Hill second touchdown. That's all good. But I I it's going to be hard to beat Tampa Bay if your receivers can't can't help you. Right. So our two is in the books. When we come back, we will open up the phone lines again. You can chime into the conversation game ball pat on the back who needs to have a seat next to coach plus Pells fans Pells lose one twelve ninety seven. but over the weekend the news about uh zion williamson essentially shut down indefinitely right now your thoughts on that and a lot of the reports over the weekend of you know maybe some maturity issues with him as well so